Do I need a website? Do I have to have a media kit? Do I have to have a pitch deck? Do I have to have all, you know, like you can get so caught up in that overwhelm of when you see someone who's successful now, they have all of the things. But neither of us had that when we got started. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. I'm Courtney and I'm here with my co-host, Anne. And we are talking about what everybody has been waiting for, at least what we've been waiting for, which is a conversation on how you find opportunities for consulting and freelancing, both when you're getting started and as you start to develop more business for yourself. Oh, I cannot wait to dive into this topic. I think, you know, it can be the most intimidating thing when you're first starting out and you just don't know where do I even start? Because it it just can seem so overwhelming. And there are so many different places that you really can find these opportunities, but it's kind of helpful to know what other people have had success with and what works for some people. And then, you know, you just need to kind of try a couple of those things and see if it's a right fit for you. So I know Courtney, even between the two of us, we kind of have had different experiences of how we got started and where we found work. And that has only continued to evolve for us both personally, professionally, you know? And so I think that we're always learning about new opportunities and new places to find work. But I think today we just really want to talk about how do you go about that? Where do you do that? What are different ways? And then we are working on compiling a resource for everyone that will pop in the show notes here that will basically just give a list of all of these places we're talking about. So no need to like stop the podcast and feel like you got to go find a pen and paper. Um, we'll leave all of that information and just like a fun download for you guys so that you can have it all compiled in one place together. Yeah. I think that will be a great resource if you, whether you're just getting started or if you're more experienced and looking for more work, it will be a great resource for you to find maybe some places that you haven't thought about looking for work, or maybe some places that you're already looking for work that you can use in new ways. So that is coming with the launch of this episode. But I think we even back up from that and we talk about our first client. How did you take on your first client, Anne? So, and I think I talked about this in episode one. (laughs) Probably. Honestly, it was a converse, it was a conversation, probably the best way that I find business and where I started was through networking. That's something that I am just super passionate about. I really enjoy. So networking comes very naturally to me, but yeah, it was someone that I had known through my current position and I knew it was very similar to the work that I was already doing. And so I just asked them if they didn't have a job posted, they had you know, they weren't actively seeking what I was looking for, but I went to them and just asked. So you really leveraged your network to find the right role for you. I did. And I think sometimes it's 
it's having those open conversations. It's really listening when you're talking to people. I know also in the beginning, I would have conversations with people about something completely different. And I just by listening, I could hear different questions or concerns or maybe pain points is a really good way to to describe it. You know, pain points that they had in their business. And I would, I would just pipe in and be like, well, I can do that. (laughs) They'd be like, oh, really? And this was, again, this was before like the whole, I had something repeatable and scalable. I think, you know, especially in the beginning, you have to be a little scrappy. You have to be willing to try different things to see what works for you. Did you email them or did you call them? So these were, I'm trying to think some of them were in-person conversations Mm -hmm. and I think email also, like I'm a, there was definitely where we started the initial conversation via email and then it turned into something more. So it turned into a coffee, it turned into a, you know, you could even do a virtual meeting, but just to be able to dig in a little bit more, I think when you can actively listen to what their pain point is, you can find a way that your skill sets will be a solution for their pain points. I love that. I completely agree. And I think that your network is one of the number one places you should be leaning into, um, especially if you know companies or organizations that you would love to work with, but maybe you don't want to work in-house full-time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So understanding like what culture is important to you and things like that, workplace culture can really help you determine what companies to go after. My situation was completely different. I actually was bound and determined to just take on freelance work and I didn't know where to start. So I Googled how to take on freelance work, freelance writing, things like that, because I already had, um, I was also a mommy blogger and had a, like a moderately successful mommy blog and found, and then I had some freelance writing that I had done over the years. So I leaned into that quite a bit to just make the leap and found a bunch of newsletters. Some were daily, some were weekly that offered a compilation of any and all virtual freelance writing opportunities, marketing opportunities from across the US. And every day I would sit down and go through those lists. And if there was something that fit my skill set, I applied to it. And I think I was telling you before we got on here that a lot of those at that time actually came through Craigslist, which I I would not recommend using today. Is Craigslist even a thing anymore? I have no idea, (laughs) but I would not recommend using that today. But um, there are similar resources out there. If you Google your industry, I think that you can find lots of resources that compile those lists for you, probably more so on a weekly basis than a daily basis. Um, And even there are some job sites now like Indeed. And there's a couple other ones. I can't think of. uh, It used to be ladders.com, but I think they changed their name. They do weekly compilations of jobs and contract ops that fit your skill set. Yeah. Well, and we were just even talking, I mean, there's, again, this is what will provide a list for at, in our show notes, but you know, this is like Upwork. And I think, you know, both you and I are heavy LinkedIn users. 
the great thing about LinkedIn is it's a social platform. However, it's really business driven. And so the people that are on there are interested in making connections for business. Yes, you can make business connections through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I mean, all of the social platforms, but you're on LinkedIn because you're interested in business. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of different opportunities on LinkedIn to just even look at what jobs are out there. I think also kind of taking a combination of both what you and I are talking about of finding opportunities that are seeking work, but also having conversations about, well, here's what my skill set is and can I help you? I think it's okay too if you see a job posting out there to reach out to them, you know, say it's like a part-time position and just ask them like, have you ever thought about freelancing this work. A lot of times people are fearful to have those conversations because they think they already know the answer in their head. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, well, they're, the job listing says it's part-time. And so that's what they're looking for, you know, or the job listing says it's for a full-time position. They would never consider a part-time position, but I, I am a firm believer in asking for what you want. And I I've seen success in that in myself. Like I applied for a full-time job and I was able to get a part-time position out of it. So I think if you just really are open to, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Not all the time, but sometimes you're able to find that balance of talent and need. I agree. And I think LinkedIn is By and large, if you are looking to create contract work for yourself, it is a very overlooked resource. And I think that regardless of whether you're actively looking or not, I think you should be using LinkedIn to your advantage every single week. And if you are going to be active from a business perspective on any network, LinkedIn is the network you need to put your time into. And Yeah. And what I mean by that is one, with a free LinkedIn account, you get, and I preach this to clients all the time, you get 80 connection requests to send out a week. So who do you want to work with? Make a list of who those people are, not individuals, but characteristics. What types of companies do they work for? What type of roles are they in? And start connecting with people on LinkedIn every single week that fit that role. Because you are expanding your network. That's what it's for. You're expanding your network. You are getting in front of people that, even if they're not the right fit today, would potentially in the future be a good fit for your services. So that's step number one. Step number two, make sure you're posting on LinkedIn at least once a week. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Post a tip of something that you've recommended to a client or post an answer to an FAQ in your industry. Just something that gives you credibility and gets you the visibility with your sphere. And then number three, get on there at least three times a week and like and comment on other people's content because that type of visibility is what's going to get people to realize that you exist. <laughs> that's, that's, I think it's a connection. I, I, that, that third step is one that I think is so often overlooked. And I think it is probably the most important. It's like, yes, you need to have content and people get kind of worked up in the content creation. 
you can post, like you said, once a week, it can be very, very simple and basic just to show like, this is what I, this is my knowledge. This is what I know, but it's that engagement that is going to get you to continue to pop up in people's feeds. They're going to continue to see, especially like, say there's someone, maybe there's a company that is like your dream company. Find out who's working there. Start interacting with them, like their posts, comment on their posts. I mean, when you can do that, then it's like that in face in mind, like they're going to see your name. They're going to maybe peek into your profile. And I think too, I feel like this is a little bit backwards. We should have maybe started with this because before we recorded, we were talking about, well, what do we need before we start seeking out this work? Right. And so I think this kind of is a good transition to talk about number one, a a solid LinkedIn profile. Like you want to make sure LinkedIn is a great online resume. It's a great place to showcase your experience. You can put different links on there. You can put different visuals on there. Ask past coworkers or employees to recommend you so that you can have referrals on there. I think that's like our testimonials. Like I, I'm a huge believer in asking for testimonials. So continue to build up your LinkedIn profile. But I think a lot of times people think, okay, if I'm getting started in freelance and contract work, do I need a website? Do I have to have a media kit? Do I have to have a pitch deck? Do I have to have all, you know, like you can get so caught up in that overwhelm of when you see someone who's successful now, they have all of the things. They have this beautifully curated Instagram feed and, you know, this website that has all of these different elements to it. But neither of us had that when we got started. No. And I think that the, that it needs to be said that in today's world where we live online and social media seems to dominate the conversation, people have become very visual. And so you need something out there that can visually represent you and your personal brand. And the best thing to do, I think, is to have an interactive LinkedIn profile that's updated, that has an updated headshot that looks professional, that displays examples of your work. Because even if I, the problem that you run into with a website is that it's a lot of maintenance It's and it's never done. So you can sit, I call it the spin, where people get wrapped up in curating Instagram posts and updating this on their website. And I can't launch yet because of this, that, or the other thing. You don't need any of that to launch your freelance or consulting business. You need a place to send people that's going to be a good representation of your work. And LinkedIn is not complicated. Even when I am looking at potential people to work with on places like Upwork, I actually go and check out their LinkedIn profile because if they don't have an updated LinkedIn profile, I am going to assume that they are not doing this as for like the future. They're doing it as a right now. It's not a long-term thing for them. And I don't want to work with people that are just right now people because it's too much work for me to train them in on what I need them to do for them to leave me in three months. So making sure that you have that place where you can direct people to makes you look really professional. It gives you a ton of credibility and it satisfies that need to see a visual representation of your work. Right. Well, and it's, that's exactly what that platform is for. It's 
mm-hmm. to showcase your skill set. It is to talk about business. It is to talk about your past history. And I mean, it is an online resume. And so it's also something that you can accomplish, I would think, in an hour. I mean, you know, like obviously, yes, you want yeah. to you want to be able to sound nice. And so, you know, but I guarantee everyone out there has a resume. So you just pop your resume into LinkedIn and then it's just a great landing page. And it's like you said, it's a free resource. And that's where you and I started. I didn't have a website. It took me five plus years to have a website with each proposal in the beginning. I was reinventing the wheel a little bit because I was kind of trying to figure out where I wanted to be in my business and what I really love doing and what was working for me. And especially like, if you're just looking to make that jump, you might be willing to take on a couple different projects that have and use your different skill sets. And so you have to be a little bit flexible. I agree. But I also think that there's, I mean, outside of being a, and I I don't like to be like, oh, this is the one resource that you need, but I really do feel like LinkedIn has a lot of functionality that can be beneficial to you when you're just getting started. And as you grow, they're adding a ton of new functionality with um, newsletters and podcasts functionality on the actual LinkedIn platform. Uh, But they also have this incredible networking tool that you have available to you with connecting with people that are outside of your sphere, but maybe people that you want to be connected to. You don't have to go to an event and shake someone's hand and get their business card to connect with them. You can connect with them on LinkedIn. Once they accept your LinkedIn connection, you can message them. I don't recommend, I'm just going to put this out there as a disclaimer. Don't message people the second that they accept your LinkedIn connection because it's obnoxious. But if you want to eventually message people after they accept your LinkedIn connection, now you have that connection point and you can start showcasing value instead of just trying to sell, sell, sell. And I I think that's very valuable. But I, I also want to say that in the first two years of running my agency, 80% of our business came through LinkedIn. So when I first got started freelancing, it came from mostly Craigslist. But then <laughs> when I kind of figured out what I was doing and actually launched on the agency side, I made it a point to, I went through my entire network. I, number one, I maxed out those LinkedIn connections every week, but I went through my entire network and made it a point to reach out to people and try to set three meetings a week for either just an intro meeting or a coffee meeting or just a phone call to introduce myself or reintroduce myself after not talking to people. And so every week I would work to set up three appointments for the following week. Didn't matter what they were. It didn't have to amount to anything at the end of the day, but I knew that if I could get three a week, I would start taking on business. And it actually propelled us to the point that we're at today. I love that, Courtney. One thing that I've always admired about your agency and you in general is your commitment to consistency because (laughs) no, I mean, honestly, like, but it shows in your success because I think so many, it's so easy to get caught up in other people's success stories and what is everyone else doing? And I need to be on these six different platforms and now everyone's on TikTok and now everyone's doing video and reels. And, you know, it, it, you immediately see success and you want that. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be real. Even for this podcast, we're like, we have to start somewhere, right? So we're starting with our first episodes. And what we're doing is we're consistently showing up 
every week, putting out a new episode every single week, and the growth will come. And when you're going into business for yourself, it's the same thing is true. You need to just pick something and be consistent with it. So be consistent on LinkedIn, be consistent, reaching out to people, the consistency. If you just show up every single day, it is going to pan out. You just give it time. It is going, it is going to pan out. Um, and so I think, you know, it's, it can be hard and you can get caught up in the overwhelm of like, it's, you know, because we've talked about that before, like, it's not easy to be in business for yourself and you're going to have the high highs and the low lows. But when you consistently show up every single day, that's when you're going to see the success. Yeah, I I totally agree. Consistency with anything in business, consistency is the key to your success. I mean, with anything in life, consistency is your key to success. When I'm working with solopreneurs within my agency or anyone that has a small business that they're looking to scale, it can be very overwhelming for them to look at business growth because there's so many things that they could be doing to grow their business. And most people just throw a lot of stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And that doesn't work because it takes so much of your time to do that. And you move on to the next thing before you start seeing success with the thing that you started doing. Mm -hmm. And so I always recommend that you choose three. And I think this is true in this case as well. Choose three to five things that you are going to commit to doing consistently and do those three to five things for six months then reevaluate. But if you move from thing to thing every single month or every two weeks, you're never going to see the fruits of those efforts because you're not sticking with it long enough. You're not building that consistency for long enough. And that doesn't mean that what you're doing today is something that you have to do forever. But what you're doing today is to get you to that next step where you can either expand what you're doing or hone your focus on the one or two things that are producing the best results for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, I just really want to encourage people to use your network outside of like what you think your traditional network is. And this is where I think I've seen a lot of success. And I think that sometimes people don't even think about these opportunities, but, um, I've, I've had several conversations I've even written a a blog post about this, um, which we can link in the show notes around just different places to discover networking opportunities. And, you know, I mean, so social media, right? So we're talking about LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok, where you're engaging on other people's platforms, but how else can you network and try to have these conversations about what you're doing? Maybe it's with a group of friends. You're like, Hey, you know, just opening up and letting people know what you're looking for. And almost like sending it out to the universe to say like, this is what I'm looking for. And you'd be surprised at maybe what's going to bounce back and come your way. Other fun networking opportunities are, you know, just different networking groups. I think there's a lot of networking groups here in the Twin Cities where, you know, whether they're women focused or there's even like industry focused, you know, there's like PR or marketing. There's a lot of different networking groups that you can be a part of. And they'll Mm -hmm. do a lot of times they'll do virtual events or in-person events. I know that's kind of like not really a thing these days, but you know, that's a great way to meet people and to talk about, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you know of anything? 
co-working spaces is another mm-hmm. really great place where you can meet people who are like-minded and focused around work and opportunities. And you just cultivate those relationships. And you'd be surprised again, once you build that initial relationship, people are going to want to help you out. I'm constantly trying to connect other people that I know with opportunities that I think they would be a good fit for, because I would hope that in return, someone would do the same for me. And some people have done the same for me in return. I think networking is really important. And I think also looking at where you're, who you're spending your time with is really important because when you're getting started in a new business, your mindset is everything. And when you find the right people who are focused on the same things that you are, number one, it refers opportunities back to you. But number two, it keeps you in that good headspace where you can keep moving forward and you're not second guessing yourself. So finding those work colleagues that, you know, you're not really colleagues in the sense that you work at the same company, but you're working towards similar goals can be beneficial to you across every level of your personal life and your business life. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's going to do more for you. Not only will it help you with finding opportunities, but just that mental state, like you said, like helping you when it's hard for you, they're going to be there to be like, no, it's okay. You can get through this. And then you can do the same for them in return. Yeah. It's that commiseration. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a big fan of volunteering too, for those networking opportunities. Yes. So this stems back from actually my days in when I was in the corporate world. So back when I was still in corporate America, I was in a financial sales position and I wanted more, I wanted more experience. And so I used volunteering to help gain experience in the area that I was looking for. And actually, um, hands on twin cities is a phenomenal resource. We'll link them here in the show notes. They have thousands of like pro bono and skill-based opportunities. So not only can you find opportunities to strengthen your skills and you can put those on your resume. You can put them on your LinkedIn profile, but also it really opens the door up to finding other like-minded people, maybe in different industries, maybe in different businesses, but you're getting to know them in a different way that it's a great connector. Yeah. I, it's like one of my favorite, you know, volunteering does so many things. And I think sometimes people forget that you volunteer to give back and to do good in the community, but you can also gain so much from it as well. And from a professional standpoint too. Do you think that, well, you, you connect with like-minded people that are also wanting to make an impact on the local community. So that's the other piece it's of of volunteering is that they're professionals, but they're also of the same mindset as you. So it's, you know, if you're looking for that tribe of people, it's a good place to find that tribe of people too. Well, and I mean, to be honest, I even had, um, last, no, a couple of years ago, I volunteered with a business that I was just super passionate about their mission. And so I had reached out to them and I was volunteering with them and they ended up hiring me through my, yeah, through my consulting because they just really appreciated what I was able to do for them on a volunteer basis. But obviously on a volunteer basis, I can only commit so much time. And so they were willing then to hire me as a contract worker for a specific project because they needed more of my time and 
commitment and they, they were willing to pay me for that. And so I think, again, it's just another way to show you that volunteering can open the door for so many other opportunities. I would have never have guessed that. And it was a, it was a great connection for me. That's awesome. You also, so when I got started, I was a big fan of finding industry newsletters that compiled jobs. So I didn't have to go out and find all of those opportunities because they're hard to find, especially if they're not in your area. And you know, the founders of a site called bus stop mamas that does that for part-time jobs. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, the, the thing about bus stop mamas is they're all about making flexible opportunities for moms that want to work. And so that can look like part-time that can look like full-time. It could, you know, it's, it's about finding that flexibility for moms specifically. So I love bus stop mamas. What they do is they really push on the, it's not even necessarily corporate level, but on the business level Mm -hmm. to make sure that these businesses that are looking to hire are also providing flexible opportunities for women who are moms that can't necessarily work that nine to five, right? Because maybe they've got a kid in school and they're the only one who is who can be there for pick up and drop off, or, you know, maybe they can only work part-time hours. Um, so they offer phenomenal opportunities for moms and I'd love that it's local here. So yeah. yeah, they're, they're fantastic. I know of a couple other really great local newsletters where it's specific to like the PR and the marketing industry, mm-hmm. but they, it's two women. Again, they just want to help other people find these opportunities so they compile a weekly newsletter of all of the opportunities that are local to Minneapolis here that are remote. They have internships, they have contract work. So that's another really fun one that again, I think those exist everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to be central to Minnesota or the Midwest. You could really find those in every major city. You can find them targeted to just, especially now today where so many jobs are remote, so much work is remote. You can find them targeted to specific industries and you just have to look for them. So if I, if I were in the shoes of someone who was really just getting started or was looking for new opportunities, I would start Googling those newsletters and see, or communities and see. So how would you go like, what do you mean? I would Google those. Like, what would you if I, I would Google my computer, what would I type in in Google? I can do it right now and see what pops up. Okay. Let's try marketing freelance work newsletter. Yep. There we go. So I typed in marketing freelance work newsletter and I found opportunities for uh, freelancers, best 19 newsletters for freelancers lancers to work out, top seven freelance newsletters for building better business, best, 20 best newsletters every freelancer should subscribe to the writer's job newsletter. There's so many options here to check out. And if, you know, I'm assuming that some of the these lists have crossover, but I bet you can find at least 15 newsletters for job ops that just from that one Google search. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I really believe in the power of those newsletters because they aren't the resource that's going to get you the job, but they're going to make you aware of the work that's out there. And then the other, the other place I did a TikTok on this. Are you laughing at me? Internally. (laughs) (laughs) I made a TikTok about what uh, steps I would take if I were just getting started. Like if I were starting all over again, where, what I would do. And 
I honestly would make a, an Upwork profile. Upwork is a resource that we use for sourcing contract work and lots and lots of other companies do, be they agencies or companies that are looking to work directly with people. And I would, number one, check out what other people with my skill set are doing, how they're promoting themselves and what they're charging. And then I would log on once a day and I would apply to at least 10 opportunities a day. And I think that 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 is probably the best place because people on Upwork are vetted. So it's not like Craigslist where (laughs) you don't know what you're getting, Um, but it's people that are vetted. So you have a better opportunity to know that it's a legit job or legit project. Number two, people pre-fund projects. So you know that the money is going to be there at the end of the day. You're not going to get gypped out of someone that doesn't pay you for your work. And number three, there's a lot of really good opportunities there that you can go after. And I think it is important because there are all these, like any network, there are all of these things that you can do to make yourself more appealing to work with people, to make sure you're getting reviews, make sure that your contracts are getting closed out. And you can look all of that up on YouTube. There's plenty of people that do trainings on how to be successful on Upwork, but that's where I would start. Um, Between LinkedIn and Upwork, I think you could find uh, many, many opportunities that are a good place to get started. But if you're looking for really uh, great opportunities for growing your business, then I think a lot of these networking pieces can come in and help you get to that next level of being really successful with your freelance business. Yeah. And I think too, it just, you know, what works best for you? For me, it was networking with my personal connection. For others, it's going to be applying to those 10 Upwork jobs a day. I mean, it also depends on the time that you have, but just know that there are opportunities out there. We want to help you find those opportunities. We're going to list as many as we can. You just got to get started. Yes. You just have to start somewhere and don't let yourself succumb to the spin because the spin puts you in a bad headspace. It makes you focus on the wrong things and you can't move forward. Once you have income coming in from your work that you're doing, you can focus on some of those other initiatives, but you just have to get started somewhere to start making those dollars come through your door so that you can either make that leap that you want to make or you can bring in that income that you want to bring in, or you can grow what you're already doing. Yeah. And know that just because this is what you commit to today, doesn't mean this is what you need to commit to for the next five years. I think you need to be open to the idea that your business is going to evolve. What you do is going to evolve, but this is a, this is where you can start. I love it. Well, Geez, I feel like we could talk about every time we have an episode, I feel like we could talk for another hour about that topic, but we want to keep this short and digestible for you. (laughs) So we'll leave off right there. I hope this episode was helpful. Be sure to check out our show notes for that downloadable list of places to start looking for freelance contract and other types of remote work. We would love for you to give us a review on the podcast platform that you listen to us on and subscribe to the show. Give us a follow on social media. Our links, our personal links and our living your balanced life links are in the show notes and we will see you next time. See you next time. 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.